Hey bosses, this week's sponsor is FreshBooks, the easy-to-use cloud accounting software. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash invest and enter invest like a boss in the how did he hear about us section. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. Hey guys, this is Johnny and welcome to episode 61 of the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm here with Sam Marks. Johnny, hey guys. We got on the show Jillian Hellman, the CEO of Realty Mogul this week. And the reason that we're really excited to have Jillian on is because even though we've already chatted about real estate crowdfunding a few times in the past, it just continues to be one of the most popular topics right now in investing and Realty Mogul, without a doubt, is one of the biggest names. Yep, definitely. And I'm so excited that there is, there's even one of these companies out there, you know, because when, when I first started to get into online investing or kind of modern investing, all there really was was things like Lending Club. And when I first heard, hey, we can have a lot of the same benefits of peer-to-peer lending, but with backed real estate, I was so excited. So I'm happy that there's more than one option because I almost kind of feel like they force each other to become better and they force each other to you know, uh, be competitive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Realty Mogul focuses fully on commercial real estate crowdfunding as what we'll learn in the episode. And man, they got some really impressive stats, Johnny. I mean, I don't know if this is if this puts them as number one in the space, but it's very close. 300 million raised on the platform, 65 million returned to investors already. That ever impressive statistic that I know people like you and I love, zero principal lost. So they have some really good things going on. I think they have over 125,000 investors on the platform now. So definitely one of the biggest in the space. I'm actually not sure where that would put them. We should actually look at that and see uh, how that compares. But really excited to get Jillian on. She's a super smart lady. And, um, and I think Realty Moger is going to have some really cool stuff for us to look at and uh, make some, some big things happen in the future. Well, one cool thing about this is it's open to non-incredit investors. They have different opportunities on Realty Mogul we can unlock if you are accredited. But even if you're not accredited, you can still actually see most of them. So I'm excited for her to explain kind of what the difference is and if there's actually any benefit of being accredited uh, while investing in Realty Mogul. So I hope you guys touch on that. But just looking at some of the past deals, it looks like they've had some pretty cool stuff. Um, they've had things like Safeway and uh, CVS retail centers, which is like a big name grocery store. Yeah. They've had all different types of like multifamily apartment complexes. They've even had like RV parks and motorhome parks. So, you know, some pretty cool things on here. It's funny because when Johnny and I first met, this goes back, I don't know, what is it, two or three years ago, Johnny? And we had our first conversation about investing. I think it it was basically around the lines of lending club, what the hell is a robo advisory? And I'd like to buy a multifamily home complex at some point, right? And that being one of your goals, this stuff wasn't even, it may have been an option back then, but we didn't even know about it. So these are all things that we've discovered. And now instead of you actually having to go out and buy a multifamily complex in physical, in the physical form, you can essentially do it enabled through one of these platforms, which I think is just awesome opportunities. Yeah. And what's cool is we can do this remotely while we travel. I know you are right now in Chiang Mai. I'm in 
Kiev, Ukraine, and we are investing online in these cool deals in the U.S. So I'm excited uh, to learn a bit, little bit more and hopefully get kind of all those lingering questions we had on um, from all the other guests we've had and figure out what we should actually be investing in kind of once and for all and how it all works. Let's do it. Let's hear it from Jillian. Hey, bosses, if you're a freelancer or a small business owner, you need to check out FreshBooks cloud accounting software. I've used them personally and love how easy it was to set up both reoccurring expenses and invoices that automatically send out so you can get paid on time without wasting your time. So what does that actually mean? That means that if you're like me and you hate going in every single month to fill out spreadsheets or submit expenses and you just often forget about it and have to deal with a huge mess down the road, you can just do it once and have it all set up automatically. Even better, you can do the same for sending out invoices to get paid on time without even thinking about it. To help you get started, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to our listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash invest and enter invest like a boss in the how did you hear about us section. Everybody, welcome back. Jillian, welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you on. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So real estate crowdfunding really continues to be a very, very hot topic. And it seems to be making its way into almost everybody's investment portfolio nowadays. Realty Mogul, undoubtedly one of the biggest names in the game. So we're really pleased to have you on and just to talk a little bit more about what you guys are doing. Yeah, excited to share. And I totally agree. You know, the, the crowdfunding for real estate space has gotten significantly bigger over the last couple of years. Awesome stuff. So I know you used to be VP at Union Bank, and I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about your background and how you transitioned out of kind of being a corporate executive into an entrepreneur. Yeah, sure thing. So I I grew up in a really entrepreneurial family. Um, My mom and dad are both entrepreneurs, and we talked a lot about entrepreneurship at the dinner table. So I always knew that I wanted to start a business and, and be an entrepreneur. I went into banking after business school at Georgetown because I wanted to learn a trade, right? My, my father always said, mm-hmm. go learn a trade, go learn an industry. And I knew that I wanted to work in financial services. So I went to work in, in banking, um, spent some time there working in wealth management and also working on the risk management side of the business. And I think the theme from that experience was that our wealthiest clients were real estate investors. You know, when I looked at our really wealthy clients at Union Bank, the, the real estate investors really continued to create wealth and, and sustain wealth. And I wanted to figure out a way to bring real estate investing to the masses. And, and that's really what piqued my interest in Realty Mogul. And what year was this, Julian? This was 2012. So I was working in you know corporate America, if you will, for about five years and then decided at the end of 2012 to leave my job and start the company. Awesome. And you have a really great executive group. Can you tell us just a couple about some of the people that work close with you? Yeah, absolutely. We have a fantastic set of executives that work with us. Um, One's our chief credit officer, Megan Goodfellow. She's got three decades of institutional finance experience and prior was the chief underwriting officer at JP Morgan for almost 10 years. Mm. So, you know, someone with a very deep real estate background, very deep credit background. Um, Our CTO also has an incredible background building technology marketplaces. He used to run uh, technology for GSI, which was eBay International. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of an interesting gig where he can bring a lot of the lessons that he had from dual-sided marketplaces, albeit, you know, not in real estate necessarily, but in technology to the company as well. And you mentioned earlier before we uh, we got on the episode that you're out on the West Coast. Are you guys out in California? We are. We're headquartered in Los Angeles. Beautiful. Is that one of your favorite places in the world as well? It is. It's so nice to be home. You know, I travel so much that it's it's a delight to be in Los Angeles and my family's here. So I think that I'm here probably for, for the good. There we go. 
Well, I know like a lot of people have questions about how to define commercial real estate, especially people that are new to real estate investing. How would you kind of categorize commercial real estate and what lies under it? So I think of commercial real estate as a variety of different property types. Um, could be self-storage, office, industrial, retail, mobile home parks. Um, and then I also bucket multifamily housing under commercial real estate. Typically, you'll see anything that is one to four units is called residential. And then anything that's an apartment building greater than four units is multifamily, which is usually bucketed into commercial real estate. Okay. And is Realty Mogul solely focused on commercial real estate? We are. We're exclusively focused on commercial real estate. So I just learned the acronym CRE. I've seen that some other places, but I just put that together. And what are a few places that, you know, a few reasons more that you really like commercial real estate as an investment class? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the reasons is that you have a variety of tenants that are paying you cash flow to live in that building or operate or work in that building, right? So if you mm -hmm. take multifamily as an example, let's say we're acquiring a, you know, 50 unit apartment building, you know, have 50 different people that are paying you rent theoretically on a, on a monthly basis if you've got, you know, 100% occupancy in, in that property. So you've got diversified cash flow coming in. Um, mm -hmm. I, I grew up really learning about cash flow investing and the power of cash flow investing. And so that's a core tenant on the Realty Mogul platform today is, you know, where can we generate cash flow? And you can generate cash flow from commercial real estate. You can get into properties where you're diversified across a variety of different tenants. And it's also a great hedge against inflation, right? So if you think about, you know, being in an inflationary cycle, if you're in an inflationary cycle, rents are going to continue to go up. So it's a good hedge for your money. And, and I think that a, a tried and true place for folks who are long-term investors, right? You don't know what's going to happen in the short term in commercial real estate. And there's always risks when you invest in any investment, including commercial real estate. But if you look over, you know, a really long history, 10, 20, 30 years, commercial real estate has created a lot of the wealth in, in the country. Wow. Beautiful stuff. And, you know, I, I turned on the news today and I thought, I thought last year in 2016, the news was always in your face and crazy. And now... We've had we're post the election. We have a Trump presidency. Now the news is even more crazy. I know some more crazy stuff happened today, but I think for a lot of people, you know, the economy seems to be upticking. The markets are, are doing really well. A lot of people are talking about real estate as a great in investment class for the next decade. What do you guys think over over uh, at Realty Mogul about what a Trump presidency means for commercial real estate? You know, I'd say we're cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, a lot of it depends on the economy, right? So how, is the economy going to continue to perform? Is the economy not going to perform? I mean, I, you know, I say cautiously optimistic, but at the same time, I have to caveat that with, I think we do have political risk in the United mm -hmm. States now. You know, when you look at what's going on and, and in some of the aggression that's happening um, in the Middle East on behalf of the United States, you know, we, we do have some political risk. So you never know if there's going to be a specific event that is going to jolt the markets and jolt the economy. And, and I think we, that's a real risk today. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say we're, we're cautiously optimistic about the future of commercial real estate. Um, we know that we're not at the bottom of the cycle. Right. So we're not 2008, 2009, 2010. Um, you know, are we at the top of the cycle? We're not sure, but we know that we're not at the bottom, but we still continue to see opportunities. Right. And I think when you're investing in commercial real estate where there's an opportunity to add some type of value and you're investing in commercial real estate where you have diversification across the tenants that are in that property, there's still some really, really interesting opportunities to be investing in. And I just wanted to back up because you mentioned something about inflation with, with rents going up and it being a good hedge of inflation. But that should also be true for property and equity positions in real estate as well, correct? 
Well, it just depends on, you know, what's happening in, in the markets. I mean, one of the things that's going to impact that is interest rates, mm. right? So we now are in, you know, supposedly a rising interest rate environment. Interest rates just rose and, and they're, you know, expected to raise again. Mm-hmm. You know, when interest rates rise, you are going to expect cap rates to go da- go up and property prices to go down, right? So I, I think that we need to continue to watch the impact of that. Mm-hmm. Um, as financing gets more and more expensive, you know, there's going to have to be an adjustment in the price of the assets. So that's something else to keep in mind that we're watching very closely. Love it. Appreciate that. And you know, we're, we're talking about real estate crowdfunding as a really hot topic. And again, Realty Mogul always as a top one out there, top name. I see you guys advertising everywhere and I've read awesome reviews about you guys. What do you think are some of the considerations that all the new investors that are looking at getting involved in real estate crowdfunding should kind of keep in mind when looking for a platform to utilize? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a couple of really important aspects. One is the strength of the credit and underwriting team. Um, You know, we're looking at every real estate transaction before we offer it up on the Realty Mogul platform. So you want to see a really high quality underwriting team and a high quality credit team. That's led by our our chief credit officer, who I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you also want to see the qualifications of the real estate company that you're working with. Uh, is their experience in that market, in that property type, you know, what is their track record? All of those things are very, very important because at the end of the day, all of these real estate investments are tied to an underlying real estate company who's responsible for owning and operating that property on behalf of these investors. Um, I think the other thing you want to look at is history of transactions, right? So at Realty Mogul, we've now done, you know, over $260 million invested on our platform that's invested in commercial real estate that's worth over a billion dollars. So we've got a lot of experience in doing this. um, And I think that that's an important facet to look at when you're looking at a crowdfunding company. And to touch on that point, I also saw probably the most significant statistic, at least as me as an investor, was that you guys have had zero principal loss to any investors. That's a really beautiful stat. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's a result of our underwriting process, right? And and how we think about underwriting. And don't get me wrong, there's always risk in real estate investing, sure. especially if you're going to invest in equity, mm-hmm. right? If you're investing in equity, you're you're in a first loss position, and and there's real risk. But I, one of the things, you know, we try and do is mig- mitigate that risk through a rigorous screening process. You know, we're doing due diligence on the real estate company, we're doing due diligence on the location, and then also on the property and ordering third parties, right? So mm-hmm. we've got environmental mm-hmm. reports, we've got appraisals. We've got title reports um, and using all of that to help us make an informed decision. Wow. And you got, I I also read that over 100,000 investors are using the platform. I assume most or all of that is from the US just because of limitations. Is that correct? Yeah. Majority are US investors. That's incredible. So, I mean, first off, congratulations. That's really impressive growth. And, you know, you've talked about a lot of the reasons that you guys have strength and should be you know, anticipating this growth and uh, continued demand. But is there anything else that is kind of there that you think is a real strength that is a reason that's kind of fueling this this growth of yours? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things, and it kind of goes back to my upbringing in childhood and how I think about financial services. I think one of the key tenets of Realty Mogul is the fact that we invest in cash flowing real estate. Mm-hmm. So we don't invest in any ground up development. We don't invest in any land. And the reason that we don't is because we want to get cash out of the system. Right. So since we started the business, we've already returned back over $60 million to investors. And I think that that helps create a really great reputation and it helps create virality around, you know, people wanting to tell their friends and wanting to talk about, you know, hey, I just got money for my investment with Realty Mogul. So I think that, you know, focusing on cash flow and commercial real estate has been a strategy that's worked very well for us since we started the business. 
And I'm, I just turned 32 yesterday, actually. And I, I feel like this is a really popular investment category for people of my age, even younger, if they can get into it, if they, if they're accredited. Um, but it feels like it's something that a little bit more tech savvy individuals have appeal to. Do you know what the average age of your investors is? Yeah. So our average investor is in their early forties. Wow. Okay, um, great. But I'm, I'm an it, early it, adopter. I feel good about this. Yeah. I mean, it <laughs> runs the gamut, right? Yeah. We've got folks investing with us as young as 18 and we've got folks, you know, as old as in their nineties. So, you know, I think that it, it works for folks who are looking for exposure to commercial real estate and have some disposable income, right? I mean, we don't want people investing with us that are investing with their dinner table money. We really want people who are looking for a place to put their money and, and make a real investment. So you tend to find people in sort of 30, 40, 50, 60s, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got a number of retirees who are investing with us, who are interested in the income nature of some of our products. So it, it runs the gamut, but the average investor, I'd say, is, is in their early 40s. And I know you guys spend a lot of money on data technology, and it, it seems like most of that is kind of aimed towards vetting the deals. And I'm wondering, is that really is that more like a data science team full of individuals, or is it external software or some type of of algorithms that you've created in, in, internally? So we spend a lot of da- a lot of money rather on raw data itself um, okay. to understand commercial real estate markets, right? Commercial real estate is a very local business, and and we need to get our arms around some very local markets. So the majority of that spend is actually on raw data itself, mm-hmm. and then we've built our own software on top of that, and we have a data science team um, that is combing through that data and mining that data for key insights when we do our underwriting. Gotcha. A beautiful article recently. I'm not sure if it's an article, but it's more like a a review blog that was of the 100 top real estate crowdfunding sites. And they had you guys in the top five in no particular order, which is wonderful to see. And I'm just wondering, like, there's there's 100 out there at least. I know a lot of them haven't done well. You guys have obviously done well. But how do you kind of, you know, aside from brand, how do you how do you try to differentiate yourself from peers in that group? Yeah, I think deal type is really important to us. So, you know, again, we focus on cash flow and commercial real estate. We don't do any grant up development. We're not going to do any raw land. Mm. And then track record, right? We've done $260 million has been invested through the platform. We've returned over $60 million out to investors. Um, we work with some of the best partners in the industry, you know, that we've built long-term relationships with. And, and you know, it's also being steady and consistent, right? We've got an asset management team that is actively reporting to our investors. Um, If you call into our offices, someone's going to pick up the phone. We've got operations teams. We've got client service teams. So I I think that, you know, we've made it a priority to build a really, really long-term business as we think about the things that are priorities for our business and, and how we want our investors to interact with us. Um, and mm-hmm. we want to be accessible, right? We're we're a technology company, we're an internet-based company, but at the same time, investors are making real investments and they're investing their hard-earned dollars. And if you want to talk to someone, you know, we encourage that, right? And we welcome you to pick up the phone and call us. And I think that's a, a pretty meaningful differentiator from some of the other platforms that are trying to be online-only businesses or are, you know, offering riskier transactions by way of ground-up development or land. I also saw that you guys were able to conduct site visits for all the new properties and new deals that come on. Is how is that? How do you scale that process? We do. So it's boots on the ground on every asset that we invest in. Um, and part of it is that we've got offices around the country. So we're headquartered in Los Angeles, but we have offices in Atlanta, New York, San Francisco, Texas. So we've got people in these local markets um, or, or we'll fly people out and look at the assets. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. So that keeps you busy as well. Yeah, absolutely. You you got to break down real quick just what a typical day is for you. 
with all with everything that's going on with Realty Mogul. I, I, you know, the the beauty and the curse, I think, of being a CEO is you never really have a typical day. Um, <laughs> I can assure you, it starts with making my bed, right? A small win in the morning and a, and a green yeah. smoothie. So, you know, trying to keep healthy and and getting small wins in the morning. But I travel a tremendous amount, uh, meeting with investors, meeting with real estate companies, looking at properties. So I probably spend you know more than fifty percent, if not closer to seventy five percent of my days on the road. If I'm in LA, it's it's all about working with the team, right? Working with our executive team, working with our sales team to to make sure that they have what they need to be successful. So it's a mixture of, you know, internal working with the team and, and external working with a lot of our clients. When it comes down to underwriting, I just had a couple questions on that. So a typical investor, let's just say I know I'm a bit younger than your, your your typical investor, maybe even a little bit more hands-off, but I would put so much faith in the platform in terms of the underwriting and just kind of knowing that it's there and, and uh, in good tact. And I'm wondering where you would where you think the division in is in terms of responsibility on the platform to actually vet these properties and the responsibility on the individual and the investor to actually comb through this stuff and make sure that they're they're comfortable with it. Yeah, so investor education is is really paramount to our our mission at Realty Mogul. You know, we want to educate millions and millions of investors in, in getting exposure to commercial real estate. So I, I think at the end of the day, as an investor, you have to take responsibility for what you're investing in. And you know, one of Warren Buffett's classic slogans is something to the effect of, you know, only invest in what you know, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important that investors understand what they know, or, or rather understand what they're investing in and, and understand the risks and understand the potential upside. You know, at Realty Mogul, we offer pre vetted transactions. The majority of transactions that we see, our investors will never see. Um, We're cherry picking what we think are the best of the best transactions that come through our pipeline and providing those up to investors. But again, we want investors to be empowered and we want investors to really understand the risks of investing because there's real risk in investing in real estate. It's not a a for sure investment, the Mm -hmm. same way that the stock market's not a for sure investment. For somebody that knows nothing about legal underwriting as myself, just for a typical deal, is most of the underwriting kind of cookie cutter template or does it require a lot of customization and, and uh, you know, legal eyes over each and every single deal? So from a legal perspective, I'd say it requires legal eyes on every single deal because, it, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, no one uses, you know, templated legal docs or we'd have a lot of attorneys that would be out of business in, in the country. <laughs> um, on on the remainder of the underwriting, you know, there's there's a lot of similarities between property types. So, you know, there's going to be similarity between two multifamily apartment buildings and how you think about that underwriting and the context of that underwriting. But there's still things that are specific to each transaction, right? There are nuances based on the location. There are nuances based on, you know, when the property was built, when the roof was last repaired, um, things like that. So we're, we're digging in deep into these transactions to get a good understanding of them. So we start with a template and, and then we customize based on the asset itself. So I'd imagine that's a fairly large or significant part of the Realty Mogul team. It is. We've got a big underwriting team. Wow. Awesome. And are there any particular areas that seem to have a lot of supply and or demand that you guys bring on a lot of deals from those areas? Do you try to target certain areas with sponsors or is it all just kind of best cream of the crop type of thing? Yeah. You know, we part of what we want to do is give investors the opportunity to invest in a variety of different locations and geographies. So we, mm-hmm. we want to be diversified in that respect. Um, I'd say we see a ton in Texas. 
So you can generate you know, decent cash on cash returns in the Texas market. There's been a lot of growth in Texas. We're seeing a lot in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, there's been a lot of growth there as well. And then you know, we, we see a lot in California, I think partially because we're headquartered here and also because it's one of the largest markets. Um, but we've done deals in a variety of different states, right? New Jersey, New York. Um, we see business and, and North Carolina, we see business. So we, we've, we've invested in a lot of different states around the country. We're proud of the fact that we can build, you know, diversified pools for investors. Um, but you, you see concentrations where there's concentrations of wealth, right? Which is not surprising because mm-hmm. there's more real estate that's, that's bought and sold in those markets. I was just up north of Atlanta. You're an area you're probably familiar with. You spend a lot of time in Atlanta is up uh, near Clemson. And we were trying to pick up a, a two, a two person or two bedroom mm-hmm. condo up there. And the real estate up there has just gone insane because the national championship and they're trying to expand the school from 18 to, I think, 40,000. But it, it's, ama- it's an amazing area and it's gotten a lot of growth. One of the, the few places I've seen a lot of growth on the East Coast recently, which is pretty cool to see. That's great. So take us to the fun stuff. Now we're kind of want to jump into the investing side of things. What limitations are there in terms of investing? Who can invest? I know it's, it seems to be U.S. only. And is it accredited only as well? So we're open to almost all investors. We are not limited to just accredited investors. And, and we have sort of two different ways that you can invest on our platform. One way, which is open to all investors, is through our non-traded REIT. So a REIT is a real estate investment trust, and it is a pooled, a diversified pool of commercial real estate. So it's a single investment that's spread across a variety of different commercial real estate investments. And that's open to all investors. The minimum investment is $1,000. So we've tried to make that you know, accessible for investors who want to get exposure to commercial real estate. We also have individual properties. Um, and those individual properties could be an individual multifamily property, could be an office building. And our individual properties are limited to accredited investors. Mm-hmm. So we have you know, an offering that's open to all investors. Investors and then some offerings that are limited, you know, based on net worth or income for accredited investors. And will the REITs also overlap some of the private properties that uh, that you can invest in? So will they actually have the same properties that you could get if you're an accredited investor and investing in one deal? They're different properties, but the only properties that we put on the individual property platform are not a good fit for the REIT. Right. So because all investors have access to the REIT, if it's a transaction that meets the qualifications for the REIT, it would go to the REIT first. But we have a lot of transactions that don't meet the qualifications for the REIT. And that's when they would go to an individual property transaction. Gotcha. And are the REIT, is that some type of income type of style REIT or is it more like an equity position? It's focused uh, on income. So we've done eight consecutive months of an 8% annualized distribution in the REIT. Mm. Um, You know, that's not guaranteed, obviously, but, uh, you know, we're proud of that track record and and what we've been able to do there thus far. So we're really focused on income today in the REIT. Beautiful thing. Well, Jillian, what's the easiest way for people to get started if they want to invest either in the E-REIT and or private deals? simple sign up link that we can share in the show notes. Yeah, realtymogul.com. There it is. It doesn't get any easier than that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's wonderful to hear more about Realty Mogul and hearing a lot of your background and experience is really inspiring. So keep up the awesome work. We look forward to hearing more from you guys in the near future. Thanks. It's been a ton of fun to be on. It seems like the more I learn about real estate crowdfunding, the more I realize it how little I actually know about it. There is a lot there. And every time we do this, we learn more and more, which is why it's great. Now we've had, I would say we've had the top big names on Realty Mogul. Again, if they're not the biggest, they got to be top two, top three. I mean, they're, they're 
stats are really, really impressive across the board, especially just being focused on commercial real estate. Jillian, super smart, definitely a boss. Awesome to have her on. Great energy. Really, really like her her passion for the business and for you know, for the hustle. She's traveling 70% of the time, running around looking at deals, looking at underwriting, working with a team, seeing different markets. Just liked it a lot. I think it's insane that they actually have somebody on their team go look at each deal on like on the ground, which makes sense, but it still it still sounds insane. It's cool. I mean, th- there was uh, commonalities there with we had on the land geek and he focuses fully on raw land. And, you know, some of the places that he was traveling or having teams or outsourced representatives go travel to, you know, like deserts in Arizona where no one is within multiple hundred miles of the location. It's pretty cool. But I, I really like that aspect that they're doing that. I think that's that's great. I also liked hearing about the underwriting process when when the the first time we touched on this subject and the first time we talked, we talked about secure uh, secured lending or uh, or anything collateralized. We didn't even know what an underwriting process was, and we continue to learn about that and the importance of that. Um, And I think the better the underwriting or the more faith you have in the underwriting of the platform and company, the more faith you can put in the deal. Uh, And for people that like you and I that are a little bit more passive, probably a little bit more hands off, you know, I, I like to put a lot of faith in the underwriting and know that, you know, whoever is in charge of credit there is is got it on on point. Yeah, definitely. Well, actually, what's funny is um, out here in Ukraine, I found out that they are giving 20 to 25% interest rates for savings accounts. And I was tempted to open a bank account here. But then I randomly met a guy who's actually works for compliance for one of the big banks. Uh, it was It's a long story, but I basically went to this crazy party out on an island in the middle of of Kiev and I couldn't get an Uber back. So I just randomly started talking to this, this big boss looking baller guy and he offered to give me a ride and he, we, were, we were chatting and, and he gave me some kind of insider information. He basically said any bank that is giving 25% interest is doing a cash grab because they know they're going out of business soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's probably at least five countries in the world that Johnny, you should probably travel to and open up accounts in all of them if you're interested. But I would say Ukraine, you have Mongolia, Argentina. I'm sure there's a, a couple of other ones, maybe some of the stands. But 20% interest rate on a bank, that's pr- pretty crazy. It's almost as crazy as your lending club uh, grade F loan collection. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I asked him, I said, you know, uh, do you ha- personally have any money in, in savings accounts at any of these banks? And he says that he has it in the bank he works at because he has access to the entire back end and he knows they're solid. Uh, y- yet their bank only pays, only pays. 15.6% while all the other banks are 20 to 25, which kind of said, I guess it, it says a lot. You know, it says that you know, these guys aren't, you know, this bank's not trying to lure people into the highest rates. So maybe he's right. And, and unfortunately, I actually didn't even get the name of the bank he worked at, but it's, I think, you know, things like, things like that kind of remind me it's always a good idea to kind of find out what the underwriting process is like if someone else is checking it. If, if the deal kind of just sounds too easy or too good to be true, maybe it is. And unfortunately, I think, you know, again, you and I and so many people that are doing these type of investments, 
we're never going to look at the underwriting process. We're never going to look at the, the underwriting documents, right? Even if it's one page or if it's 100 pages, I don't think we'll ever look at it. Maybe if it was a really large deal that we're putting a lot of, of money into, we might have an attorney look it over or, or, or someone in finance take a look at these things. But honestly, underwriting on these types of things, it's something that I hope and trust is getting done and done very well. And I think having zero, zero principal lost is testament that it's getting done well. But it, you know, it's not something that we're looking at or putting any time into. So it's, it's a very, very important thing to know that a company or a platform has a great underwriting team. Well, that's why I'm so happy that all these uh, different platforms, whether it's Realty Mogul or Fundrise or any of these other ones, all subscribe to the same kind of principle where, you know, diversification really is the one of the best mitigators of risk. And they allow us to invest for a thousand or five thousand dollars instead of going in at fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So Johnny, what what are your next steps with this? Obviously, real estate crowdfunding is hot. Is it too hot? I don't know. We're both investing in it. Are are you planning on investing more now or in the future? So I'm going to take a little bit of a break from investing more uh, into any type of real estate because I feel like all my investments are either tied to the stock market or real estate market. And mm -hmm. even though they are separate, I feel like they are tied close enough where if one of them has a big bubble pop or goes down for some reason, it's going to drag the other down as well. And I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. So what I'm trying to put more money into right now, or for, at least for the next six months or year, is going to be things that have nothing to do with either stocks or real estate. Just you know, just because I'm so over leveraged in, in those mm -hmm. two things, but I am happy that you know I, I, that I do have money in uh, in real estate deals, especially things that are producing um, either dividends or payments every month or every quarter. So I'm not going to pull money out of it. I'm not, you know, I don't regret putting money in it in the first place. But I think at this point, I've, you know, even if um, Build a Mogul is slightly better, you know, or you know, there's there's some new deals that that look good. I think I'm I'm done for now. Well, Johnny, if the there's a global depression or a huge drawdown and all of your equities and real estate deals go th go sour, at least your money in the Ukrainian bank will be safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, great. And you know, as long as it's not winter, uh, I'd be happy to live here uh, all summer long. It's it's a beautiful place. It's cheap, and yeah, life is life is not bad out here. And you can really ball out for about let's say thousand five hundred dollars a month. You can you can live pretty well. It is a great country. We went there last summer, and the people are wonderful. Very high quality of life. Very educated group of people. Very hospitable. Love it. Nothing but good things to say. Yeah, and that's actually what's funny is I walked past a an apartment for sale, and I was I was just tempted to call and just kind of find out how much uh, a building would be, <laughs> because it's it, this is one of those places where Airbnb is actually legal, and if yeah. you you know if you rent an apartment and you can you know you can kind of get your money back by Airbnb it out. I don't think I'm going to go that route. I'm happy that these crowdfund uh, real estate deals are, are out there because I like mm -hmm. owning apartment buildings. I, you know, I but I don't want to be the one taking care of it, and I also don't want to be the one managing the people taking care of it, and I also don't want to yeah. be the only one with their money uh, in the deal. So I am happy they're around, and I'm glad you know now that we've had on Realty Mogul, kind of 
it kind of balances it all out because I just realized we actually had Fundrise on twice. We had the CEO, mm-hmm. Ben Miller, on episode 12. And then we had Kendra Davis, uh, who I believe was uh, a kind of an- another high-level staff there. She mm-hmm. was in charge of investments for Fundrise, and that was episode 43. So it's nice that we've you know kind of balanced it out by having Realty Mogul on here as well now. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys want to hear more about what Johnny and I have done the last quarter in terms of investing, hustling, working, living locations, and all the other stuff, we have our Q2 updates coming out next week. Uh, we're going to share our updated asset allocations and some fun new stuff. I have some definitely new investments that I'm pretty excited about. Johnny, I know you've made some changes in your portfolio as well. So we'll have a good catch up next week and uh, definitely looking forward to sharing that. Yeah, and if you guys want to ask any questions or let us, you know, uh, kind of expand on any topics, anything that you guys are curious about, whether it's early retirement or uh, cost of living or anything like that, let us know. You know, leave, leave a comment below or leave a comment in the Boss Lounge. If you haven't joined the private Facebook group yet, go to investlikeaboss.com, click on bonus, and you'll get instructions on how to join over there. And I also want to give a big thank you to everyone who's been leaving these amazing five-star reviews of the podcast on iTunes. You guys are the reason why we keep getting these big boss CEOs on the show. So this week, I would like to thank Vincent808. I don't wonder if he's from Hawaii or not, but <laughs> Vincent808 says... Five stars. I never write reviews. However, this podcast is a must. Sam and Johnny's cutting edge and outside the box unveiling of the latest fintech products and slash investments ideas are always informative as they are entertaining. The takeaways from the show are not just theory. They are things that you can really make happen now. Hearing about their adventures around the world does make me a bit jealous, <laughs> but it motivates me to, to want to get there as well. Please keep up the great work, guys. And if you're ever on the big island of Hawaii, yep, yeah, he is from Hawaii. The first nice. round is on me. Aloha. Oh, I would like some beers in Hawaii. Man, you know what's crazy? We have we have generally over ten thousand people listen to these episodes. There's only eighty reviews. Like people, come on, just write a review. It only takes two seconds. But no, seriously, appreciate everyone writing the reviews. And uh, they help more than you know. They definitely help get these big bosses on, like Johnny said. And they keep us motivated. They keep us motivated to continue doing this and getting great guests on and, and sharing the wealth of information that we can. Yeah, and I think that uh, that deal that the guy from the Boss Lounge uh, is still going for this month, he basically said, anyone who leaves a review this month, um, June June and July, he will donate $10 to A Child's Dream to help build Playgrounds in Cambodia. So not only will your review help out the show, but it'll also help out a Child's Dream and the the charity. So mm-hmm. please, please, please take the time to do it today. And I also want to give a thank to our sponsor, FreshBooks. If you guys need cloud accounting software, if you guys have a small online business or actually any online business and you want to streamline the process, go to freshbooks.com slash invest like a boss. And in the how did you hear about us section, so let me know. It, it, you guys came from the invest like a boss podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see all of you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at investlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment portfolios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.